Guys, gals, non-binary pals, I bet y'all thought I was about to do an introduction for the show, but I'm not bet this, so I'm going to be quiet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, so what, 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 what we, what we watch today, man? We watched some some wrestling. We watched a Dragon Gate show. We watched Very quick show. Very quick. I watched a Stardom show. Uh, you didn't. <laughs> Listen, it's finals week. I'm slammed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, we watched the Prominence show that happened. It was sick, bro. It was sick. I can't I wait to talk. Forgot that we watched this as well. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about Chubby Ray Mysterio Jr. on that Prominence show. Sick. Uh, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, watch that. But let's get into. Just Noah news first. Uh, I think that's all we really got to talk about because all the the stuff we got is from Dragon Gate, and we'll talk about that uh, whenever we finish up with Dragon Gate. But uh, Noah, you know, they ran their all junior show today, and we obviously didn't watch it. I didn't think the card looked. I, you know, what's funny? I'm pretty sure I said to you last week that they're gonna do exactly what I think they're gonna do, and they're gonna switch swap the titles. All everybody is losing to foreigners. I literally said that to you, and that's exactly what fucking happened. Uh, yeah, shout out to uh, the fellow bro, Chris Ridgeway, for winning the junior tag belt. <laughs> listen, sure, Chris Ridgeway's a nice guy. I have no desire one to see him beat Katoge and Yohei, two to watch him wrestle for thirty-three minutes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's up with them in 30, 30 minute Ogawa matches in twenty twenty-two, but they gotta fucking stop this, okay? I love Ogawa, and you gotta stop. Dude's eighty. You gotta, you really gotta stop this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So basically, they brought in all their foreigners and they destroyed all their native talent, beat them all. Uh, How beat Neo and got to keep his name, and he also got to cut uh, Neo's hair. So uh, he bald now. I don't know when this became a hair versus hair match. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't I even like, think it was. I think it was just like, I'm you know pretty what? sure it was just the name <laughs> match. And then they were like, yeah, the hair is also on my mind. What? <laughs> when? Well, I've just decided right now that I'm going to shave you bald. Uh, yeah. Uh, Zebrats beat um, the Noah Jr. regular army. And I want to talk about that for a brief second before we get into the... Before I, before I go on my little rant about the problems with this division uh well for starters we will see this also on the dragon gate show but no one is treating this like dragon gate is invaders like everybody who comes from another company is treated as an invader and there's some cases where that work but dragon gate is a company that tours everywhere even in the smallest of small regions in japan and fans just want to cheer them it's very simple that you could have just had them come in here and say hey we want to wrestle y'all that's it there's no need to do this oh they're invaders who are running down our division they are also junior heavyweights too uh i just think there's no heat there so like i don't understand why they're treating it like this they could just be like oh we just want to fight y'all that would have been fine also, uh, Jinta Milwaukee, we talk about him literally anytime we watch Noah, and it is crushing that you see, I'm pretty sure him and Kaito were dojo mates. Kaito's over here main event, and he's still in opening matches, although it's not a matter of he's bad, because he's not. 
Like, this dude's ready. <laughs> He's, I don't know what happened between this past year, but Junta is more than ready to take on whatever they throw at him. But maybe he will become the junior ace eventually, but he needs, a, like, signature wins, and they have felt to do that. I don't understand how they're expecting to create new stars when they're not even giving their homegrown talent signature wins. It's stupid, really. Uh, but that's just my opinion on that. But um, we went right back to Stinger holding all the titles. Ida doesn't get it, even get a defense in. Uh, loses right back to Hayata, who just had this belt. Ogawa gets another title reign. We're back to Stinger holding all the belts. This, Grieger said it best. He called it, uh, us and Dragon Drag Gate fans, we made this joke last year when uh, KZ didn't win Dreamgate just so they could put it on Yamato that it was the grand reset because uh, Yamato's the almighty. That's his nickname. We made a joke about it that, oh, it's the grand reset. He's going to get 11 defenses, just do all this. Uh, Grieger called this the bland reset, and I have to agree. Uh, it's one, I don't understand how you just ruin the credibility of your entire entire native junior heavyweight roster in one night. That's New Japan levels of booking. Two, literally anybody else in this division is better than Stinger holding the titles right now, and they just went right back to it for what? Um, Understand it, uh, especially you. Now there's guys who are due. Like Yohei and Tadasuke have been in the company same amount of times. Ayata, he's won the belt like four or five times now. They've not even sniffed that singles title. Uh, it's just I don't know. I think this division is just a pure mess. It's hard. It's hard when you hear that like people say it's the best junior heavyweight division in the world when they are doing worse booking than New Japan is with their junior division, and they don't even care about juniors. Yeah, it's a shame. I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I like Chris Ridgeway, but like, do we do we really... Yohei and Kotoge just... <laughs> Toge and Yohei just won the belts not too long ago, just started gelling as a team, and fans were really getting behind them, and they just cut it immediately. Yeah, for for what reason? Other than, like, Let's give Stinger another run, and Chris Ridgway is going to be in Japan for like a couple of months. So, yeah, I'm sure it's a good moment for him. But the thing is, good moments can wait. There has not been a junior tag title run in this division in God knows how long that has gotten any steam behind it. Probably since uh, Kotaro and Katoge held the belt when they were in Stinger like three or four years ago. Uh, that's gotten the flow it's just always immediately ended and it's just made these belts like a joke uh, this division's a mess I don't like from what you hear about the heavyweight division it's mind boggling that you just let this slide because <laughs> um, the heavyweight division is just old guys winning and literally everybody in that heavyweight division outside of like three people was old so uh it's just one of those things where it's just you got to face palm because this is terrible. Uh, no Sal, whenever he books, he can book some great things and he can also book some dog shit things. And 
this was a complete dud. I don't think this innovation thing is working to probably how Harada and Katoge hoped it would have worked out. Maybe that's not their fault because it's really just booking, and I doubt they have any booking power. Uh, I don't know. Something's got to change. I don't know if it will, but if we're in for another Hayata run, uh, that's going to be long. I don't plan on watching these junior title matches anytime soon. So. Uh, shift gears from that a uh, little bit somber note uh, Kazuki Fujita they announced about three days ago that he had contracted COVID uh, and he decided to return the belt since he had COVID and there was a championship match advertised and I don't know if you know this but people have said that this man is faking a deadly illness just because he didn't want to lose yeah, I saw a I lot of people. Know, I don't know if you know this. Strange things. I don't, yeah, I don't know if you know this. Kazuki Fujita's like 51 and he has a young daughter and family at home. Uh, and probably didn't want to give this to the other wrestlers. Um, I mean, I don't think he'd want to joke about having COVID either. It's not. He, this is a cyber fight ran test. <laughs> like, before all the events. This is from the company itself. Uh, odd fans, I tell you. I am very glad that I'm integrated in Dragon Dragon Gate Twitter, where I don't have to deal with any of that. Um, a lot of people but, uh, um were like kind of mad at him as well, saying, "Oh yeah, he's he's just comes in here, takes the belt, and then naffs off." Like, yeah, I want. <laughs> I totally want wanted. He's totally so bad wanted to get COVID. That's something. <laughs> And I just want to know if you can like help me remember because maybe I forgot when does Kazuki Fujita book this company? Uh, never. Exactly. So <laughs> stop fucking yelling at him. It's not his fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wish he would have got to end his run because I do think that if you can like block like block out the fans. Like I was talking to somebody last night. I said if he had beaten anybody. Other than Nakajima, Go, Kano, the top three. If he would have beat Marufuji when he was in his reign, nobody would have back- had any backlash. They'd have been like, okay, who's beating him? It's just because of who he beat that this uproar happened. Uh, I am upset that he didn't get to in his reign properly because I do think he was doing some very entertaining stuff as champion. Uh, like where he was just bowing and being super nice for whatever reason. Although he's like this gigantic man. Uh but uh, basically, goes like, man, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do want my belt back. So, And then Kaito came in fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and the president was like, can you calm down for one second? Go. just like him. I thought, I thought <laughs> Kaito was here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought I was here in the, here in the room. Um, but um, then I was just I was like, yeah, the replacement that match will be Kaito versus Go. Eight for the GAC heavyweight title. Um, okay. Um, what are your thoughts before I say my piece about the going Kaito match? Yeah. Uh, Kaito was already in a match. He was supposed to team up with Inamora and take on Mar Fuji and X. Now it's Kenya who's getting that big spot, which good for him. But what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, first of all, I hope Kenya wins this match, but um, 
doesn't bother me that much. We've seen the match a little too many times at this point. Okay. Um, Hope go wins. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not about the match itself, but these two are two of the last four GAC heavyweight champions. In a situation like this, this is like I, I said it the day the title got vacated. I don't know why you don't experiment given the situation you're getting. Like, I would have took Moss out of his match because his opponent really doesn't fucking matter uh, and put him in the main event and gave him the win and let him run with the title just to see what they could do. I or I would have gave it to, like, Kotara, who's the first, like, the first uh, Masawa trainee when Noah started. Just I thought they should have experimented with something instead of just going back to the safe route. Yeah, I think that's the thing I don't, with Noah as well. Like, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. like uh, we've covered Noah since the inception, basically, of this podcast, but Kaito has not necessarily been built up over the past year to be a heavyweight champion. Yeah, that's that's the issue with it as well. And Neither and... has Go, really, because when Go no. came back, he lost like <laughs> five matches in a row. He beat Manabu Soya and Mochizuki and said, I'm ready for my belt. <laughs> see, that's the thing with Noah, like, that I I I see why they're doing it. Obviously, Kaito and Go are probably the the biggest names that they've got. Like mm-hmm. they're the safe, nice names. Mm-hmm. And I feel like what Noah does in these performances is they they automatically go to safe route because like they are like we can't lose any money. What yeah. if we? What if we? Although down... they work for Cyber Agent, I don't think they would be upset. Shanshiro yeah. Takagi has probably lost so much money running DDT. Oh, yeah. <laughs> over the years, with some of the shit they do, that it would have been fine. I don't think they would have been upset. Yeah, like, I think Takagi just... has said he will support Noah in anything he they do. He wants Noah to be Noah and not try to adjust to what DDT or any other cyber fight company does. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing. Like, they could easily go with Masa or like Tara or whoever, mm-hmm. but I think because they, they know that the Kaito Go formula works, they're mm-hmm. just like, okay, we'll go with that one because. I mean, it's a real Goku. This. I understand, but yeah, it's real Goku. I think they could have took a chance. I think they could have at least had somebody not Kaito. <laughs> yeah. Like if they had done like Go versus Kataro or Go versus Masa, like that would have been fresh, a bit fresh. more fresh, and like even though we I don't know, think like, Go and Masa <laughs> have faced in a singles in like two years. Yeah, see, that would have been, you know, at least a bit interesting. Plus, it would have made a bit more sense with, like, Masa having at least a bit of, you know, recent history with it. Mm-hmm. But... He keeps getting close, but just barely loses. But then, if you think, like, if he loses to go, would that have just set him back even further? Yeah. Yeah. But, I like I said, I don't think I, you know. I would have had him lose to go. Go lost, like, five matches in a row when he came back. Yeah, I mean, this um, is just Noah's safe formula. You can't yeah. really argue yeah. with it. Yeah, that's just my input. I think they should have went with something else. They needed a fresh shakeup, and this isn't really fresh at all. Uh, but before we move into Dragon Gate, uh, 
do want to mention that uh, Zero One has announced that they're doing a support event for Shinjiro Otani on the, I think, June 3rd? I wrote an article about this, so let me let me go to that. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're the one who wrote the article. I June, found out. <laughs> June 4th <laughs> at a Odawar Gymnasium called One Team Zero One, Shinjiro Otani Aid, Get Up Again and Again. It'll be a collaboration event with various other companies. The way it was worded, it seemed like Yuji Nagata, Togi Makabe, and Hanma said that they are participating even without asking New Japan first, the way it, <laughs> it was worded. But um, I'll just read what I have here. Uh, basically, the president of Zero One said that people had asked him how could they support Otani, and he basically said pro wrestling is the only thing that puts a smile on his face and that he wants Otani to smile again and get that hope, so that's why they're running this event. And also they announced a, a support site, which because uh, they basically said that people had been sending all their well wishes via social media and they figured it'd be a lot more convenient to just have it all on one site. Uh, and that's available via Google Translate if you wanted to do something about that. But uh, also, uh, I just want to touch on it because it's, it's, very, it's very warming, especially considering after Noah's president talked about what Sagira went through, like the first few days after it happened uh Shinjiro Otani's brother was actually at uh one of the press conferences and he just said he wanted to send a message to Sagira and he said he knows Sagira probably feels upset but he promises him that Otani his brother is actually probably more upset than he is with himself than Sagira uh and that he can't be upset anymore and he has to keep fighting not just for himself but for also his brother so he can't just give up and that was that was tough that hit me here i was like oh uh so uh it's nice that once again the otani family are giving full-on support after all the stuff Sagira had to go through the first few days after all that happened but uh just wanted to touch on that real quick uh but uh let's jump into dragon gate they had uh their co and hall show um which uh the it's crazy because they drew like 883 or something like that in Corkin. And the only hook to this show was Jason Lee is going to a unit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but go ahead. You have a card, so I'll let you take over uh, here. Yeah, so we had uh, starting off with a six-man tag with Decourage, Dragon Diet, and Yuki Yoshioka. And mm-hmm. um, Versus, yeah, versus Zebras, Diamante, Kai, and SB Kento. This was a triple preview because it's the Dream Gate match, the Twin Gate match, and the Brave Gate match all in one. Uh, this English commentary gets very chaotic throughout the night. We started off with Ho Ho, and JD goes, Ho Ho's wrestling tonight, but we don't know against two. And then they announced it, and then he got rushed off, and then Genki came in, and uh, they went into this match, and Jay was like, so uh, uh, what do y'all want with Jason Lee? And uh, Genki was like, man, I don't know. I just kind of want to see him dance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this opening match was really, really, really good. Um, literally, the opening match spot in some companies, like Noah, like we were just talking about, is like a demotion. But in Dragon Gate, that really sets the tone for the night and gives you an idea of how the night's going to go just based on who's in the opening match. Uh, which is one thing I like about the company. Every match has a purpose. Um, and it's crazy that they started off with this, that it was it was great. Um, 
Deep Courage, I really think, are putting together good tag team arsenal so far. Uh, especially Yuki. Yuki's really, you know, all the shine's been on Dragon Daya, like every time we watch the show, because he's double champion. All the focus has been on him since uh, they've become a team. But uh, the stuff between Yuki and Diamante in this match, I loved. And Yuki got to bring out some of the stuff that he learned in Mexico that he hasn't really been able to show since uh, starting Deep Courage because their formula has been simply dire struggles. He gets the hot tag and they get the win. But I'm glad he got to show off some of that stuff here. And uh, Susumu and Kai also did not disappoint with their uh, back and forth to build the Dreamgate Championship match, which at first I wasn't too, you know, excited about. But now this match helped me raise my excitement for it a little bit more and give me hope that they're going to deliver. Yeah, I like this match simply for the fact that it was 15 minutes and it felt like two minutes. <laughs> yeah. this They went to a draw in case y'all didn't know. Uh, yeah. Most Dragon Gate matches are pretty short. I'm pretty sure the big title matches are just like 30 minutes maybe as far as uh, time limit wise but uh, very very short match literally back and forth the whole time uh, went to a draw and just kind of set set the tone for the night and won't be the last we'll see of at least Susumu and Kai we'll talk about them later but uh, go ahead so we had a tag match with Don Fuji and Kentro Arai yeah. Versus Mondai Ryu and Punch Tominaga. You had to listen to commentary for this match. I'm like, this in, what was happening in the ring was second. It was just background noise to what was happening on this commentary. <laughs> so one, they name drop uh, Punch Tominaga's parents' studio, their dance studio, Tominaga Dance Factory or something. And I believe that's actually where they came up with the natural vibes dance because Tominaga is in the original version. Um, and also he was just like, yeah, he was like punch. He's got some moves. He, he's got the punching bomber he got from Shingo Takagi because he's Shingo's little lackey. They were like real close. He like cried when Shingo left, and Shingo like smacked him in the head. And he was like, stop fucking crying, weirdo. And uh, and Jay goes, yeah, punch. It's got fighting style like Tetsuya Naito. Uh, no, he's got punch. He's got a fighting style like Shingo Takagi, hairline like Tetsuya Naito, and Genki just started fucking dying on commentary. <laughs> yeah, but I reckon in Dawn one, but it, this is commentary. Like Genki was laughing his ass off because Jay was just over here cracking jokes. Uh, it, was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was really funny. It was just basically the commentary. And then that. <laughs> we'll, we'll hear. The match was okay, though. Yeah, I don't think I overstayed a welcome. It did its purpose. And we'll, we'll, we'll get back to Monday review here in a second. He shows up on commentary to let us know he doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but um, they had a really quick singles match. Off of this was Ho-Ho Loon versus Jason Lee. Got or brought out the big bag and they bought the rights to fucking Ho Ho's theme from like China. That's sick. I was like, hell yeah, Ho Ho, go crazy. But uh, basically, Ho Ho and Jason, uh, they've known each other. I think Ho Ho said on commentary since 2005. Uh, they started the Hong Kong Pro Wrestling Federation together, came to Dragon Gate around the same time. Jason stayed because he uh, was originally in Zero One, he was a junior champ there, uh, came to Dragon Gate, and Ho Ho also came to Dragon Gate, and he just kind of been around as a wrestler and a commentator. Uh, and the story they were going with is 
every other unit's attempts to you know get Jason to join, like solicit Jason, haven't been working well. But whenever he's been teaming with the Brats, they've won, and good things have happened. Uh, so he's kind of leaning toward them. And uh, they had a house show the day before, and basically uh, there was a miscommunication with uh, Ben K and Jason. And Jason basically was like, as long as Ben K is in high end, not high ends out of the running, I'm not joining them. Uh, but uh, basically, they were like, all right, let's do this. They did this. Anytime there's something going on with Jason, they can get Ho Ho involved because it's easy. They're, you know, like I said, known each other forever. It's an easy way to make the story work. Uh, but, uh, you know, Ho-Ho tried to shake his hand and he just kind of smacked it away and then Ho-Ho started whooping his ass. He <laughs> was like, oh, what are you doing? Uh, but uh, basically you had all the units on the outside too just being loud. Uh, Yamato's over here gripping up KZ's shirt and he's like, bro, get the fuck off of me. <laughs> uh, but uh, basically the finish is Jason low blows Ho-Ho and uh, I believe he hits the maximum driver and he wins. And uh, that kind of like gives the and, like high end and natural vibes are kind of shocked, and Zebrats are kind of like, yeah, he's definitely joining us. Which, I mean, that's what it looked like heading into the main event, and I'm glad they did it this way because I thought Jason did everything right here. He's usually one who doesn't really, you know, play the bad guy necessarily, but I think he played his role this whole night very, very well. Yeah, I liked it. It was cute. They clearly have a lot of chemistry together. Just, you know, nice, easy one to watch. Yeah, best is jealous because you might have got to grip up Casey's shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so after that, it was the high-end tag match. Okay, with... okay. All right, listen here. We, we don't need to go in-depth about Casey Okuda here. But we can go in depth about the picture of Keisuke Okuda, Great Okan, and Ben K in Nightclub. Nightclub Ben K is insane. We, can, we don't need to talk about this now. We need to talk about Nightclub Ben K. <laughs> that was oh, like the God. most unexpected picture. Honestly. No, okay, listen. I knew they were all friends, but Okan in the club with the middle finger, Ben K is over here wasted. Like, this is insane. Oh, my God. Uh, but Monday reviews on commentary, and he just goes, uh, Jay, uh, Jay speaks fluent Japanese. He's like, uh, he's like, do you speak uh, English? He's like, ah, a little. And then Mondar uses on commentary, UT was supposed to make his debut against me, but he was a little scared, little bitch, and he went to Mexico with Hita. <laughs> 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 uh, but uh, Dragon Kid uh, pins UT in this match. And what this does, uh, UT and KZ retained the Ry- Ryuku Dragon Pro Wrestling tag titles this past weekend. And they said they wanted to defend it at Dead or Alive against uh in a dragon gate ring to raise the value of the belts and Greg and Master's like, yeah, sure, do that. Uh and he was like, all right, so who wants to face us? After Dragon Kid pinned him, Yamato said, Well me and Dragon Kid are gonna beat y'all and take the titles. So wouldn't be the Genki Haraguchi was also there. <laughs> yeah, Genki Haraguchi listen, Genki's just here having a good time. He is <laughs> the king of gate lineup. <laughs> I can't I can really talk about that. But um yeah. Uh, should be a good uh, tag title match at Dead or Alive if Yamato and Dragon Kid win. It wouldn't be the first time Yamato has cucked KZ out of a title. So Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the six-man tag with Ita, Ishinihashi, and Strong Machine J versus La Estrella, 
Takuma, Fujiwara, and Yosuke Santa Maria. Not a fan of Maria and Ito being on different sides of the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I> was like, <laughs> uh, but uh, before we talk about the Maria and Ita shenanigans that do happen in this match, uh, that first, like, three minutes of Takuma Fujiwara and Ishin Ihashi mat wrestling was chef's kiss fantastic. Uh <laughs> I am not the grapple fuck type of guy, but they did a really, really good job in those first three minutes. I'll give them that. Um, but uh, on to the Ida and Maria shenanigans. Ida gets the tag in. Uh, Ida and Jay, I'll mention it at the end, but they have been teaming a lot recently uh, on the house show loop as well as regular shows. And uh, something might be brewing there. I'll talk about it after the match. But... Um, Basically, La Australia was going to wrestle Ida, and then Maria's like, no, no, let me tag in. And then when Ida, uh, Maria tagged in, Maria asked for a kiss and got the fans to clap along, and Ida was like, no, leave me alone. Don't do this. And then uh, Maria trapped him in the ropes, and Ida turned around and hugged the ropes, and like Maria just laid her head on his shoulder, and the ropes like, get away, God. <laughs> Uh, and then La Australia grabs Ida and holds him in place so Maria could kiss him. Maria Ida kicks her away and starts beating up La Australia. Just great stuff. Just peak stuff here. And then Ida gets all his children in the ring to stomp away at Maria. Uh, but uh, eventually the finish of this match, uh, Machine J hits the Machine Suplex. I believe it's on Maria. Uh, like I said, Ida and uh, Jay have been teaming a lot recently. Uh and like where uh, the English commentator, uh, commentator Jay said uh, that uh, Ida's been getting a lot of fan reaction, good fan reaction recently. Maybe Ida starts another unit, and maybe Jay's in it, and I'm fine with that. I think Jay needs some guidance. Dude's only like 21 or something like that. Uh, uh, yeah, so I think I th- they should add Maria to that unit as well. <laughs> oh, she's gonna be in. Like, even if Ida doesn't want her in it, she's somehow gonna get in it. Yeah, so that's the kind of dynamic I like between them. <laughs> yeah, like, even though they weren't teaming here, she was still in the match. So, like, there's she's somehow going to get into this unit. Like, no matter what happens, she's going to get in this unit somehow. Um, and good, because they should. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens there. Uh, but go ahead and list off what the next match was. Well, the, uh, the next one was the... Uh... Kaito Ishida, Kota Minora, and Nariki Doi versus Masaki Mochizuki, Shudi Kondo, and Yasushi Kanda. The one with Minorita. Yeah, you already know. Face, face God Minorita out here trying to pick on the old people, namely Mochizuki. Oh my god, did you see Mochizuki just fucking fall out the ring? He like dove out the ring trying to t- yeah. tackle Minorita. <laughs> like, dude, Wait, why is like, it? you're 52, calm down. <laughs> yeah, calm down with that, man. Oh, it was so sick. This tag match is sick because Masaki Mochizuki is unintentionally one of the most funniest people in wrestling, and him chasing Minorita was just fantastic. And also, you may not know this, but Dragon Gate has been posting like a few house show matches to their YouTube as like kind of free content. And on one of them, uh, so Suji Kondo has like this bakery, and he sells like baked goods, and he's been taking them to like the house shows and setting up a like booth so he could sell them. Minorita ran to the booth and stole a bag and ran away. (laughs) 
and Kondo was like, he never paid. I'm going to make him pay eventually. <laughs> um, but uh, Gold Class did get the win here because uh, Kota Minora hit the R301, which is his Falcon Arrow. It's basically just the move he puts away jobbers with. Uh, then afterwards, uh, Minorita was like, all right, I got to face Metal Warrior, so get on out here. Uh, so Metal Warrior comes out and Minorito tries to do this thing where he gets him to chase him and then the other two Metal Warriors bring him back out and this Metal Warrior hits a blue destiny and I was like, wait a second. This Metal Warrior is in blue zigzag shoes. I was like, what, what is this? What's this dude? <laughs> and then uh, he gets the win and the gold class get in the ring and they're confused and then first it's Ida and I was like, oh, I know what's coming next. Then it's Nosawa and then I was like, alright. And then it's Kotaro. And uh, Ito's like, well, if no unit from Dragon Gate wants to step up, then allow Peros to challenge for the Triangle Gate. And Ishida said, I think that's a great idea because when we got kicked out of R.E.D., people said I was your lackey. Well, I'm going to prove that wrong. Uh, and then uh, this is kind of a nice play-in because I'll kind of make it a little more clear so it just doesn't seem like a random Peros Triangle Gate challenge. So we got the connection with Ida and Ishida. But uh, also when uh, Nosawa and Ida defended the JC Junior tag titles against Jason and Koda, Nosawa said he would never forget Koda, and he kind of bucked up Dakota. And then also Naruki Doi and Masato Yoshino beat Kotaro Suzuki, and I think it was Ricky Marvin for the JC Junior tag titles way back when. So Kotaro Suzuki kind of is targeting Naruki Doi for that. So. It's it's a fun dynamic. I'm glad to see Kotaro Suzuki in Dragon Gate Ring, and he should wrestle here more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I agree. So, uh, should be a good one. Should be good. Uh, I ain't no way in hell Peros wins, but <laughs> Gold Class gonna run through these dudes. So that's fine. So, uh, next is the main event, right? Yeah, the uh, three way elimination match with. Natural Vibes, Big Boss, Shimizu, Jackie Fungakame, and Casey, uh, Zebrats, BB Hawk, Hio, and Shun. Shun Skywalker. And high-end Benkei, Kagatora, and Yamato. Ben- Benkei's three drinks in, bro. He's ready to get to the club. He don't care Mike, about this. Mike's <laughs> Yeah, he, he ready to get to the club. He ain't worried about this. <laughs> got something we gotta do later. Uh, but this was a really, really good trio's main event. Like, this... Dragon Gate is just on another level compared to any other wrestling company when it comes to multi-man matches. Uh, just because, one, their utilization of Lucha rules. Two, just how well this whole system is integrated into these rules and know how to capitalize on it. Just fantastic stuff three, all around from everybody. <laughs> yeah, three, it's not boring. Um but um, basically, uh, Yamato, I believe, was the one who got eliminated first by, I think it was Big Boss and Shin. Uh, and then Jackie really had a really stand good standout performance in this one. He kind of was the anchor of the match and uh, good because he adapted so well to it. Uh, but Big Boss hit Hio with a shot put slam. And then Shun, I believe... Uh, pinned Big Boss, and then Jackie crawled into the cover and also pinned Yo, and they both got a three count, so it was a double pin, so it came down to the GM, Rio Saito, saying, alright, Jason's got to choose, y'all Y'all can give y'all's pitches, and then Jason can make his decision. Uh, I just wanted to note this, because I thought it was so brutal. Uh, Shun Skywalker, uh, according to Jay on commentary at a house show the day prior, said that 
high end as a nothing unit who have accomplished nothing and they would do nothing for Jason's career but hold him down. <laughs> I was like, that is brutal. Uh, not wrong, but that is tough. Um, but um, basically, they gave the reasonings. Uh, KZ was like, they don't, he was like, fans don't want to see you go down this path. We just want to see you happy again and we think you can grow alongside all of us. And uh, Shun just goes on his rant about how Jason belongs to him because he's a fucking psychopath. Um, then Jackie speaks in Chinese because uh, Jason is Chinese and he practiced it so he could talk to Jason. Ho-Ho was like, oh, we got Chinese going on over here? <laughs> um, but uh, basically, they're like, all right, make your decision. He shakes hands with Shun and then Shun goes to shout that Jason belongs to him and then Jason drops his hand and catches him with a jumping in Zagiri and then just goes, I don't belong to you. He was like, I was faking the entire time. I gaslighted you like a motherfucker. <laughs> and I am not joining Z-Brats. It just turns out that I have a bigger brain than all of you. And he was like, I'm actually joining Natural Vibes. Thank you. And then Natural Vibes all crowd him and hug him and jump around celebrating, uh, welcome him into the group. And then uh, Shun's just on his knees, just laughing like a maniac. And Kai's like, Shun, calm. it's okay. Just say bye to Jason. Go. <laughs> uh and uh, Kyle was like, Susamu, don't be happy now. Uh, he was like, if I beat you at Dead or if you beat me at Dead or Alive, you're Dreamgate champion. But if I beat you at Dead or Alive, I want a few things. First, I want you to leave Natural Vibes because the most important thing to you is your friends and I want to take your friends away from you. Uh, and then he also said that uh, that you, if he beat him, he would have to go back to using his real name, which is Susamu Mochizuki. Uh, and Susumu accepted both conditions, although Natural Vibes were against him accepting them because, of course, they don't want him to leave the unit or have the possibility of leaving the unit. Uh, and, I mean, Susumu's whole thing is he's fighting with the spirit of Kines, and their tag team's name was Kineska, and basically if Kai beats him, Kineska's dead because he's no longer Susumu Yokosuka, so uh, Kai being a heel... Um, but after that, uh, the GM came out and announced the line. And it was funny when he was annou- announcing the Natural Vibes members and just skipped right over Genki and didn't announce him. Genki just fell to the mat. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these are the matches. Uh, kind of give our we'll give we'll give our overall thoughts at the end after we after I've l- listed them all. Uh, kicking off the night at on five eleven in Cork and Hall, we have Ida versus Shun Skywalker. SP Kento versus Madoka Kikuta, uh, Yuki Yoshioka versus Yamato, and Kai versus Suji Kondo. On 5.14 at Taijima Bunka Center, which is uh, Taijima's Mandaryu's hometown, so he's on this card facing Keisuke Okuda. And then Sakuma Fujiwara versus Ishin Ihashi uh, on, the 15th at, on May 15th at Kobe Samba Hall, uh, Jackie Funky Kame versus Yosuke Santa Maria, Dragon Daya versus Hiyo, UT versus Kagatora and Laya Estrella versus Strong Machine J. 520 in Sapporo. It's Kaito Ishida versus Susumu Yokosuka and BB Holt versus Nuriki Doi. Sapporo again the next day. There's three straight days at uh, Sapporo. So this is the second day. Uh, Jason Lee and Ben K because of the little feud that's been going on. Dragon Kid and Diamante. And then the final night in Sapporo and the final night of the first round. Big Ball Shimizu versus Takashi Yoshida and KZ versus Kota Minora, which was the final last year. 
So basically, whoever wins that match is probably going to win the whole tournament, and Casey's probably going to lose. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a situation where anybody other than Casey winning this is kind of a disappointment because I. Unless it's Maria. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Maria's winning. <laughs> She's probably not making out the first round, but. Um, yeah, I'm where anybody. <laughs> uh, the only other acceptable option probably would be Ita, but I don't see him winning. So uh, it's a weird situation where I believe Kobe World might be two days. So if it is two days, I'm hoping there's a way that they can do like Ida on the first night and like KZ on the second night or something like that. Uh, that's just my hope. But thoughts on the tournament? Sounds good. I hope KZ wins. Uh, you know, at least we'll have a different finals. Oh, yeah. It's a single elimination this year, not black format, which oh, I think works out God. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, uh, it's single the elimination, great. It's the biggest field for King of Gate, I believe. It's 32 people, so they just went back to single elimination, which I like that a lot more because I like the idea of A, everybody getting a chance to possibly, you know, main event, go over world, B, I don't like block tournaments where the champion's in it because it's stupid. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of blocks because it takes too long, in my opinion. And if I can just, and you just, and you just ruin all your future singles matches just doing them all in one tournament. So, yeah, just you know, get it all done in one go. You know, what more do you need? All right. So Beth watched Stevie Turner versus Jamie Hayter. So I will let her talk about that. (laughs) You know what? I will give the uh, the shortened Cliff Notes version of the Stardom show. from the 5th of January 2019, we're in the Osaka World Pavilion. We had, starting off the show, a uh, rematch for the... A rematch of the Rev Pro British Women's title that happened in 2018 between Jamie Hayter and Bobby Tyler, better known as Stevie Turner on NXT UK. And Jamie Hayter on AEW. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Hayter of AEW fame. <laughs> Um, this match actually not too bad. Um, a lot of it was just Jamie Hayter messing about and not taking Bobby Tyler seriously. Can you blame her? I don't know. Um, good five minutes. All you know, not a lot of wrestling. Um, fan of Bobby Tyler using Liv Morgan's finishing move. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Jamie Hayter won. I can't remember what with, but you know, probably what? The, the vertical drop Ushigaroshi. Yeah, I think she did, she did, she did something and won. Um, anyway, yeah, that was the uh, first match. Then it was a trios tag tournament. First round was Alex Gracia, Natsumi, and Starlight Kid versus the Children, uh, Hanan, Hina, and Rina. Obviously, the adults won. Oh, that's shocking. <laughs> um, Alex Gracia was embarrassing to watch. Match actually made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, so I didn't I didn't pay much to it, pay much attention to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to Alex for saving this match. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so Stars win, they go to the next round. I, I don't know when that was. Probably the next day. Or in the yeah, afternoon. probably. Um, after that, we had the Queen's Quest team of B. Priestley, uh, Utami Highshister, and WWE's Dewdrop. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what a fucking team! Oh, oh what? Wait, no. What's Speed Priestley's WWE name? Blair, Blair Davenport. Davenport. Yeah, we had Blair Davenport, Dewdrop, and Utami Hyman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, versus Hanakamura, Mario Apache, and Sadie Gibbs. Um, needed a hundred percent more Goya Kong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Hana was thinking not bringing in Goya Kong. This is yeah. man. Look, Tell you what, you had, Goya Kong if... is coming back. She's joining Godzilla. So y'all better get ready. She's coming. Yeah. She's coming for that. Come, if for you her, had... come for her bag. Okay. If you had Hana Kimura, Mario Apache, and Goya Kong, they would have won them, everything. Give them belts right there and then. But no, we had Sadie Gibbs. That was crazy. Yeah. Sadie Gibbs was in the ring wrestling, and then I heard some British dude in the crowd, You fucking suck. You can't cut it in Japan. And I was like, yo, who is that? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> don't, don't know who that could have been. But, uh, the Oscar cut us better. That was crazy. I was like, yo, who is that guy? Um, Sadie Gibbs and Blair Davenport seemed to be playing nice at this match. So that was, don't know what happened after that. Yeah, it was but, probably um... called Sadie Gibbs fucking loser. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking threw her bag down some stairs. <laughs> um... Dewdrop and Mary Apache had an absolute hoss battle. That Hell was yeah. that was pretty cool. Goya um, Kong and Dewdrop had one sick. Oh my god! <laughs> give me Goya Kong versus Mary Apache versus give, Dewdrop. Give me Goya Kong versus who's in the starter right now? Uh, give me Goya Kong versus Fugigan Death versus the the tall Amy bodyguard. <laughs> the body Amy guard. The body Amy guard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Queen's Quest won. I, I think it was Viper that got the pin. Yeah, Viper. she hit her with the she hit her with the drop too. It was crazy. <laughs> um, I actually I actually quite like this match. Uh, we we needed more Hannah and Yutami matches. Um, oh my god, man! I you know if they would have had a match like had things on differently and there would have been a match like. Oh my gosh, she would have fucking bullied Utami into never becoming an ace. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, Utami would not be the ace right now if no. Hannah was, was here because she would have booted her she so hard in beat, there. <laughs> she would have beat the brakes off her. Utami would have been do, trying to do bad Okada spots and Hannah would have just booted her head into the post. <laughs> it would crazy. You know that, that, that one um, big boot that Kiriko Kamara did where she just mm-hmm. stepped on the head? Yeah, she would have mm-hmm. done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the the next first round trios match, uh, the best away to tie team, Hazuki, Kigetsu, and Natsu Samiro with Nao Yamaguchi versus Jungle Kiona, Natsuko, and Ruako Jan. This match was, I think, five minutes of Natsu trying to get the crowd to sing We Will Rock You. That's sick. That's sick. That's, a, that's also going to be the no match show. <laughs> The, no, the intro to Nomads is Natsu trying to start a chant for We Will Rock You. Because yeah. <laughs> I was watching this without um, audio. I just had like a video playing in the background. 
And I was like, I saw Natsu stomping her feet, and I was like, I know that tune. Because <laughs> obviously I'm British. <laughs> so yeah. I like I rewound it back and I put the audio on. I was like, yeah, I thought she was doing that. So <laughs> Natsu was trying to get We Will Rock You a chant started. And she, I don't know if she knew the lyrics or if she was singing it in Japanese or what, because it just sounded like incoherent shouting. It probably was. <laughs> So I whatever whatever she was saying it was hilarious and then Natsuko kicked her in the ass and then <laughs> she she got kicked in the ass and then Natsuko just pushed her away and just continued chanting. <laughs> <laughs> so that went on for like at least half of the match and then it was just Natsu getting beaten by everybody in jam. That's don't most even think... imagine. <laughs> don't even think Kagetsu was in the ring. Um <laughs> But uh, Hazuki and Kiona had a quite a good sequence, so yeah, that was grass nice. Is green. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Oedo Tai won won that one, and then the main event was the stars team of Ariza Hoshiki, Saki Kashima, and Tam Nakano. None of which versus... are in stars. <laughs> nope. <laughs> versus uh, the Queen's Quest team, Azumi, Konami, and Momo Watanabe, which only Azumi's in Queen's Quest now. Yeah. And they're about like three weeks away from being the Zoom Zoom Revolution, so she better soak it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, really fun match. Obviously. Like I said, um... Tam and Saki, like as much as Tam lore has become a meme and she it's just awful when she does it. Tam and Saki are like two thirds of the best artist team ever. Well, so probably second to Threedom, but the second best art artist team ever with Mayu. So, pretty. You good know what? Person. I'm I'm actually pretty surprised we didn't get a Tam Law match with Saki for the white belt. <sighs> they should have. I don't know why they didn't. I didn't say. Instead, we got Natsupoi. <laughs> and I like Natsupoi. Well, bro, you know, if I ever have to see that match again. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll do something violent, okay? You know what? Of all the Tam Law matches they could have done with that white belt, they picked the worst ones. Yeah, they did absolutely terrible. Like, uh, they what? could have had Saki, they could have had Mayu. They, they did Mayu, had... but it was just very bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They could have done Mayu better. They, you know, they could have done Saki. They could have done fucking... Uh... Who else you got lore with? Uh... The Hazuki came back when she dropped the belt, didn't she? Or no? Wait, instead of a, a Hazuki challenging Tommy, they could have had a challenge Tam. Could do yeah, I there. guess there's a bit of bit of law there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every everybody that was there while Tam was not in Stars is not there anymore. So yeah. that's fair. yeah. They could have gone different ways. Either way, they could have done a Saki Kashima law match, and that would have been a lot more interesting than yeah. Natsu Poi not going to dinner with her. Yeah, <laughs> this woman's probably married and has a family. Of course, she can't go to dinner with you. Busy. <laughs> She's like, excuse me, why wouldn't you pay attention to me? <laughs> but yeah, that was basically the show. Um, love who, a good. Who won the main event? Oh, stars. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna see if I could find the um, the aftermath. Was it the evening show? No. I was going to see who won the um, I would assume the tag belts. The tag belts. But... Uh, the trio's belt, sorry. I don't, I don't think this had a 
conclusion. <laughs> I don't think this was for the artist belts because I don't think any of these teams were artist champs. Uh, is that a trios tag tournament? Oh, it was semi final. Yeah, this was not for the titles. Yeah, um, I was going to say. B, B Priestley, uh, Yutami, and Viper won against Ariza Saki and Tam in the finals. Sounds oh. about right. Yeah, it sounds about like 2019 starting. <laughs> uh. Well, we we missed out on a 10 minute time limit draw. Jamie Hayter's Sadie Gibbs match. We missed out on Bobby Tyler, Hannah Kimura, and Maria Pachi. Based, based world right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love early 2019 stardom. My love for this terrible brand of wrestling is great. <laughs> You know, there's just something about listen, 2019. I stuff. promise you, like, the native talents were pretty, pretty good. Even, like, the worst ones were, like, pretty solid. It's just they brought in the absolute worst Gaijins most of the time, and it was just fantastic to see them try to, like, mesh with the Sardin Girls. It was great. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they had, like, a, a few good uh, Gaijin talent. Like, they had Jamie Hayter, which I think mm-hmm. is probably the best one they had. Mm-hmm. It was just everybody else <laughs> who, mean, who's that one australian that was in like the 2019 grand prix oh um lady yeah she like lick stuff bird, weird the bird woman yeah she honestly wasn't too terrible toward the end but like the first couple matches I'll, well when it got announced i was like one who is this <laughs> two <laughs> Does she still wrestle? Because I haven't I don't, heard I don't her think since so. then. <laughs> yeah, literally, she had a white belt match against Arisa and dipped. <laughs> I was like, yo. I mean, you, come... you know what? <laughs> Speaking of forgotten foreigners, bro, Brainbag, fucking, what's her name? Uh, Rebel Cal? No, no, <laughs> I, we remember Rebel Cal. Uh, Shorty that was in, oh, Zoe Sky, bring her back. Oh, yeah, no, you know what? She was actually really good. I yeah, she was her. pretty solid. I thought she was going to be the Natsuko era high speed wrestler, and then the world shut down, and you know, that happened. You know what? If things went differently, I feel like she would be doing pretty well in a way to tie. Her the, promos uh, were awful, but like, she was yeah. pretty damn good in the ring. Oh, yeah, she doesn't need to speak. <laughs> yeah, literally, they she just have Natsuko just be like, I am going to stab you. And. <laughs> Yeah, you know that will that'll be fine if everything went differently. No, they uh, never finished that high speed grand uh, grand prix. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they were just like oh. Layla like down. was undefeated and then well shut down. They're like, all right, enough of that. All right, head out. <laughs> we gotta finish. You know, Layla, <laughs> Layla had such a weird run in Japan as well. Yeah, I loved her run in TCS as being very awkward and not knowing what's going on. It was great. Oh, yeah, I loved her. She was, like, kind of the straight man of the team. Yeah. Like, oh, everyone yeah. was so big, full of personality, and then there's Layla Hirsch. <laughs> Who just doesn't know anything. <laughs> She's just like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, though. Uh, did we watch the, speaking of Joshi, I, I mean, kind of Joshi, watched uh, Prominence's uh, first, their flag-raising event, technically. Uh, they had yeah, a few. of the Red Flame. Yeah, they had a few like pre-launch battles, but this was the first official event. It was in Shinkiba first ring. Uh, luckily, they did not go out the ring too often because if they did, I wouldn't be able to see shit. So, <laughs> the yeah, arena was pretty packed as well. Yeah, they did really good for the first show. Very good for the four people going to cage match. Very good for their first card too. So, like they had a lot of good matches mm-hmm. this far. But you got the card. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so um, the first match of the show was Ryo Mizunami and Yukariya Hosokawa versus Itsuki Aoki and Miyake Matsumoto. I don't know tag team wrestling could peak, but this is where it is. <laughs> it peak right here. We don't need any more tag matches after this. Yeah, this, just this don't. Retire. Every tag belt, all that. This was it. I forgot the card, so when this this tag match happened, I was like, this is the greatest tag match in pro wrestling history. I don't even know if this was announced or not. It was. Because I was going to say, the, um, the match Cause... wasn't announced. but Oh yeah, the match after it was announced, but uh, great hyped up Hosokawa doing the prominent show uh... at some point. I saw it. Uh, Hosokawa had on shades. Aniki hooked her up. Uh, and can we okay? I am so convinced now. At first, I thought it was Funky House Party in Rio's theme, but no, it's fucking House Party. It ain't no, I listened to it, <laughs> it literally just says fucking House Party. How should you get that on AEW TV? That's sick. I don't know, and I'm not even gonna try and ask Tony Khan why. I'm, I'm here for beasts. I don't care. <laughs> I think he's goaded, but um. No, this was really fun opener. It was chaotic as you would expect it. Miyako was getting abused for most of the match. Uh Ryo Mizunami probably chops hard as Goshiyazaki at this point. <laughs> Cause everybody just is their greatest fear is just to get chopped by her and I understand. Uh looks painful. It makes instead of like a chopping noise, it just made loud thuds and that <laughs> Dodd would never want to take that. Um <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, very fun back-and-forth match for the most part. You know, Miyako got bullied a lot because that's how Miyako matches goes. She gets bullied. Uh, then she tried to bully Hosokawa, and Ryo's like, you get away from my child. Um, and then, uh, so Miyako went to go do her finish, like, where she, she like, grabbed the rest's hands and, like, tried to raise her leg up while she was on the top rope. Hosokawa got in the ring and started shaking the ropes and making her fall <laughs> off. <laughs> like, it was a little gremlin. Um but eventually, Rio did get the win with the hot limit, which is basically just a really fucked up attitude adjustment. <laughs> yeah, I really like this match. And it was weird watching this because I think for once, it's Gyalki wasn't the loudest person in this match. Yeah, I know. when her and Rio started yelling at each other, I'm like, bro, this is louder than my car. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> uh, also weird because Yukaro Hosokawa won against established Yoshi names. This is insane. <laughs> Yeah, you know, prominence. Stop breaking kayfabe. Stop breaking kayfabe <laughs> prominence. Um, yeah, so after that, it was the match that wasn't announced. It was a hardcore three-way with uh, Toshiyuki Sakura, Oke Uto, and... Mr. Reza Sarah, okay. Yeah. Mr. Reza Sarah. Yeah. First of all, Sakura is the chubbiest, most agile person I've seen in my life. This dude's, this dude's got dad gut some titties and he's out here moving like he's 1993 Remsterio Jr. Like it's insane. <laughs> I was you amazed. <laughs> there's there's not enough um, praise for Sakura because I think like at least a lot of people that like watch of Freedoms at least they probably know how good he is but outside of people that watch that like Sakura's so underrated in my opinion like he can move. Yeah he's speed. really really good. He's like four feet tall. He's really yeah. good at death matches. It's a, you know, all around great. Andy wrestles in jorts. <laughs> Mr. Reza Sarah is just scuffs Shuji Ishikawa. 
Hello, Mr. Rizasaro. Just look at him. Bro, you cannot tell me this isn't like all in, never went to a normal wrestling company, just deathmatch scuff Suji Ishikawa. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh but you know what? Surprisingly fun match. Uh like I said, Sukuda was easily the highlight for me. It seems like mm. this match was built around him. Uh I have to imagine that Orca was the one who probably put this match together. Uh and everything was highlighting Sukuda and glad they did because the dude's insane. Uh <laughs> the finish was so big brain. So, my man, Mr. Risa Orca over here, has uh, this dog collar with a chain on it. And somehow he stumbles over the top rope and Super Hardcore Machine just chokes him. And then he lets go because Sakuda hits him. And Mr. Risa over here, my man, Orca, is just chilling, getting choked by this chain, still hanging there on the apron while Sakuda's just behind him whooping Super Hardcore Machine's ass. <laughs> he hits him with uh, the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the technical term would be. I guess half Nelson pump handle driver or something, but it's like Yoshihashi's karma. He did that to like this chair that was propped up on this like open chair. It was insane. And then he does a swanton with a chair and just dies. It's sick. And then he wins. This guy's based. Yeah, this man is like four foot and doing like insane shit. Like, he's literally five foot one. Like, thank you, Cage Match. But, How old is he? He's like 34 or something. Uh, 30, I think. Beast. You think we can get yeah. him on our show? Yeah. I mean... the, the faction of Venue, Keiji Muto, and Sakuda? <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of uh, Venue being like an f- entire foot taller than him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of your first trios champs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> two tall ladies and a small man. Called mom and their sons. <laughs> Beast. Uh, but yeah, fun match. Glad Scooter won. Hopefully, we watch we watch some more freedoms and we can see him more in the future. But who knows? We'll yeah, see how wrestling we'll, goes. We'll probably, we'll probably do that when there's not like six hundred matches happening on the same day. Yeah, true. Um, after that, it was the hardcore match with Takeyuki Ueki versus. Moshi Miyagi, except her name's not Moshi Miyagi anymore. It's, it's Moshi Natsumi. Yeah. I don't care. I'm simping regardless. Mochi, Natsumi, I, me, I, I'll simp for all of them. <laughs> no. This is my match of the night. <laughs> this was so cracked out. <laughs> like, this man was stripping, like, two seconds into he the put, match. He, I was like, why do you have your feet out, bro? Put your shoes back on. <laughs> Come on. I was watching this, I was like, why is he taking his shoes off? Why? Where is his tights going? <laughs> Uh, why is he pulling elbow pads out of his ass? And what's going on? Uh, first of all, love Takeyuki Yuki, my guy right here. Love Mochi. So I was gonna love this regardless, but it was chaotic. Five minutes in, Yuki's stripping. He's pulling out a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Mochi pulls out her gun. <laughs> yeah, bro. Takeyuki has this drill that has a nailed dildo on it. <laughs> And he goes to use it. Mochi gets it and then uses it on him. I was like, bro, this is... <laughs> uh. And he has the this... little horse that he takes. Uh. This match was just bizarre. It was really funny. Mochi shot Takeyuki with the... Like... um, 
the gun. I was trying to think of the word for yeah, it. Yeah, the big blaster thing. Yeah, the blaster that comes out with streamers. That's it. Yeah. And listen, it, it, Prominence needs to have tag belts, and these two need to hold them. <laughs> yeah, they really do. I don't care. Just keep giving Takayuki and uh, Mochi singles matches. You know what? Every prominent show should just be this match. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki did win, and like you, you know, he made sure Mochi got her walls, and Mochi saluted him, and he grabbed all of his clothes and stuff that he just took off like before the match. <laughs> um, after that, it was the fluorescent light tube death match with uh, Takashi Sasaki and Riza Sara. This match was crazy. Yes, it was nuts. Could have Risa been a Sarah. lot more violent, though. <laughs> Obviously, Rizzo is the mastermind behind Prominence and the group itself. But God, did she ever sacrifice herself for this first show? <laughs> uh, yeah, she was bleeding like pretty early on. Buckets. Well. Liter- she was already ble- first of all, she was already bleeding buckets. Uh, they go through the match and all that. You know, she does everything. She does uh, her airy crash on a bunch of light tubes and all of this. But she started bleeding buckets, like her nose, her eyes, everywhere. And l- she literally takes the finish of just a bundle of light tube knee strike to her head. Like, she literally sacrificed herself for the show. And it was fucking awesome. <laughs> so, big big fan of people thinking that Reza was going to, like, retire soon when really she just wanted to do death like, matches. She was going to do death matches with her husband. <laughs> yeah. And her best friends. <laughs> Uh, I can't blame her. You gotta do what it makes you happy. And obviously, there were people in Ice Ribbon willing to go do this with her. So, uh, yeah, n- not the people I was expecting. Yeah, I was expecting Mochi Miyagi and <laughs> <laughs> the child, but I mean, hey, we're here. Um, but Takashi Sasaki, of course, won, then you know, put her over after the match. Interested to see what's next for this whole group, and I'll restate that at the end because. There's a lot. There's a lot they can do, and I'm very glad that people still are under the assumption that Suzu is going to sign with Stardom because it's not happening. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'll talk about that later. But yeah, yeah. I, re- I really enjoyed this match. There were a few bits in it that were a bit clunky, and I'm like, you two have wrestled multiple times in death matches. You should know what you're doing. But I mean, it's the first prominent show, so I'll give it. Yeah. A- give it a pass but yeah i really enjoyed this match i think if you're gonna watch any matches from this show at least watch this one and maybe the main event mm-hmm. for serious death match <laughs> let me reiterate i was gonna say you could put some respect on the nail dildo bro it's crazy <laughs> um yeah it was it was a really fun match to watch and the main event was a fans bring the weapons tag team death match with Jun Kasai and Suzu Suzuki versus Kane Fujita and Violento Jack. Nice to see Violento Jack on this show because I I wasn't expecting him to be on it. I kind of was whenever Kasai was on there because I mean he's in Freedoms and so is Mr. Risa so I figured quite a few Freedoms guys were going to make their way on this card. Yeah, I mean I was and... expecting some Freedoms guys. I think it's because like. Takeda usually does um, stuff with Suzu. Yeah. But obviously he's taking a break at the moment. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy to see Violento Jack. It's like some good exposure for him because I think he's kind of another name that's a bit underrated when it comes to death matches. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, okay, so 
first of all, we got a run of fans bring the weapons match with Sakuda, Keiji Muto, Violento Jack, and fucking uh, shit. Who else? Who's gonna be the fourth? Raku. Mr. We gotta Mr. we gotta Mr. do Mr. that. Sarah, Sarah. <laughs> uh, no, oh, that, that's fine too. But uh, yeah, yeah, Raku, Raku. Raku will do. Yeah, we gotta run that. Anyway, uh, match was hella fun, and it really seemed like this is what prominence was building to since they left Ice Room was Suzu getting that win. Because literally most of the matches she was involved in as far as hardcore-wise, lost. Uh, she did beat like Kohaku and stuff like that in Wave and like beat Tekla and Stardom, but you know, that didn't really matter. Uh, it really seemed like this was the culmination of Suzu's trial series and Ice Ribbon. Any of the hardcore matches they'd done outside of it, this was just the culmination of it. Yeah, I mean, I agree, because, like, you can see, like, how much, like, effort Suzu put into this. I mean, the spot with the, um, Corp cans being smashed into her head, and she's, mm-hmm. like, this was pretty early on as well, the cans getting smashed into her head, she's pouring with blood, but, like, you can tell that she doesn't, she doesn't care, she's doing what she wants to do finally, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's most important, like, it's... It's nice seeing Suzu, you know, doing the stuff in Stardom because mm-hmm. outside of the death matches, she she really is a prodigy wrestler. Like mm-hmm. she's incredible. But this is what she wants wanted to do, and you can tell by the like just the look on her face and how much effort she's putting into it. Mm-hmm. Like who doesn't want to get beaten up by Violento Jack and a came Vegeta in front of like two hundred people? I do it for free. <laughs> And like, oh, we're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, like I said, I think it's just a matter of time before we see prominence pop up in freedoms in some capacity. I think it's eventually going to get there. Uh, I think not soon because, like I said, because like they're obviously putting all their effort into you know building up Rina Yamashita as you know the only woman in uh, yeah, freedoms at the say- moment. <laughs> Don't start bringing in uh, Suzu and Riza when I'm waiting for Rina to have a KFC title. <laughs> yeah, I think they're probably going to wait it out until they, you know, build to that moment and make that happen. But I think they'll eventually show up in Freedoms and do some stuff. But probably end up with the uh, tag titles, probably. Uh, which I can't wait to see them pop up in Freedoms because I want Suzu versus Toru Sugira, so... So do I. I feel like that'd be a really, really nice. One I don't care see. what match they do. They no matter what they do, that's how good both of them are. You can put them in a singles match, death match, whatever. It's gonna be really good. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we'll, we'll get it eventually with prominence, but as well, like I forgot to mention this. Um, it came for you. Was taking some fucking insane spots in this as well because she was pouring with blood. Dude, the literally the last year of. Prominence and Ice Ribbon, Akan Fujita just went through a transformation where she just started dying literally every week. <laughs> I mean, I see what you mean because, like, I remember when I first got into Ice Ribbon, this was like during the um, pandemic. I was like, okay, Akan Fujita is like pretty cool, like, orange orange lady good at wrestling. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she was like, okay, I want Junkasai to cut my head open so I'm bleeding <laughs> yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, okay, we stand. <laughs> You know what they got to do on the second? I mean, that's that's the show. It was a really good show, but you know what they got to do on the second prominent show, right? 
Yeah, they have to uh, do something where someone blows up. <laughs> no, you you know what they stream on. They stream on Russell Universe. You know what they got to do. They got to do Risa Sarah and no, they got to do a Khan Fujita and Suzu versus Shun Mao. Death match. I feel like they they could work towards that because I mean, I think this did like pretty good numbers for uh, Russell Universe and you know, Takagi wants to work with more people so. They signed a like three show deal, but I definitely think they're gonna be on there to stay if they're happy oh, with yeah, what they're yeah, getting. Definitely, because yeah, that will be a permanent thing, I think. Yeah, because they bring some. Di- the only thing that's similar is like the Rojo wrestling that they do in DDT, but this is deathmatch, so I definitely think they're gonna re up and like commit to something. Uh, but yeah, this is like I said, great show, great first show. I'm glad to see like all the hype and everything they put toward building to this flag raising event has paid off and they done incredibly well. Uh, glad to see them doing what they want to do. Uh, interested to see what they all do. Uh, definitely, definitely going to see Suzu and Risa and catch the wave whenever, whenever we can. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with the first event. I'm already looking forward to the next one. Don't know what they'll do. Don't know what they have planned you know the future i'm sure they they're starting i i think that the ideal thing is definitely they're going to be on like the second nomad show that happens because they're like the only freelancers that like aren't on the show (laughs) i was just gonna say because this just um popped into my mind i think at the moment the at least for the women this is probably the best time to be a freelancer oh yeah definitely nomad shows sold out cards insane um, yeah, they're definitely going to run a second Nomad show, and it's, it's probably going to have prominence on it. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. way, like, Maya Yuki is one of the producers. There's no way she's not having reason to set her on one of these shows. Oh, definitely. Uh, I mean, speaking of which, you know, I mean, before we, you know, sign off here, you want to list the prominence, or not the prominence card, the uh, Nomad's card? Uh, yeah, that was a surprise. Just give me, like, two seconds. <laughs> Hey, keep on your toes. Listen. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to uh, my high speed internet. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't need that. I was like, oh, yeah, they did announce that full show on Twitter. Yeah, so, um, yeah, they they dropped um, the first match last week, I think. Mm, Yes. Yeah. They dropped Kaho versus Hiroyo whenever they announced Kaho's participation. Yeah, because uh, that'll be Kaho's uh, official in-ring return. I think we all knew that anyway. Cause Good, I missed the Mexican-Japanese lady. Yeah, because, I mean, Miyuki is one of the producers. And so they did the Team the team Yolo thing, and they got wasted. <laughs> they <Yeah>. got <laughs> blasted. <laughs> Kaho got blackout drunk, and she was like, you know what, I'm going to take a hiatus. <laughs> that was just her recovering from that hangover. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we have the opening match is Tehanma versus Momoka Hanazano. So, yeah. Uh, this is, I don't think it's Tay's return match. I think she's returning before then, but. Maybe return. Uh, probably not. I mean, considering they said, oh, this is her official return. If she I is. Know, I then... feel like she was booked. She's booked on something beginning of May, but. Maybe I'm making that up. If she is, we're just going to act like it didn't happen. Yeah, either way, this is... Keep Tay's... the kayfabe. <laughs> this is Tay's return match. 
for roles. Natsu says it. I believe it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, um, Natsu said something along the lines of like she really wanted to show like the future, so she had Momoka and uh, she, she had Tay's good. So well, yeah, she was such. There's not a lot of young freelancers, so it was she needed to have Momoka on the show? And I agree, that's nice. Yeah, she was like, you know what? I'll I'll let Tay kill this young lady. <laughs> Um, the second match is Kari Yoniyama, Makoto, and Maiko Zaki versus the Colors team, Hikari Shimizu, Rina Amakura, and Yuko Sakurai. The Colors wrestlers I've not really seen. They also just showed up in stardom and said, yeah, let's fight the Cosmic yeah. Angels for every fucking reason. I don't know why. Can't wait till uh, Mina Shirakawa and Yanagi are on the next No Match show. <laughs> Like I said, I, Nagi's a horrible wrestler, but her just randomly assessing wrestlers is a fantastic gimmick. <laughs> you know what? I have to agree, because she's, she's so funny. Like, yeah. I prefer your Nagi out of the ring than I do in the yeah, ring. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, that's, that's going to be fun, because I really like um, Maika Ozaki, and I feel like not enough people know about her. She's the best Maika in Japan. I don't know what people are doing. Okay, calm down. That's <laughs> true. Uh, she, she's already won a singles belt. Uh, where's the other one? I mean, you, you know, you're not wrong. But yeah, that was definitely uh, Maya trying to book her other child in. <laughs> yeah. Rand would have been on the show if she didn't get hurt. Bones broken. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what she broke. I think it was a hand. Her arm or something. I don't know. Either way, Ram is a broken woman, so she won't be on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, then the third match will be Kaho versus uh, Hiroyo. Uh, it's going to be sick. Then the semi-main event, big match, Saki and Sari Anno versus Asuka and Yu. Natsu said this was the match that they uh, told dirt sheets or newspapers that they were talking to hyping the event that they had booked and the newspapers are shocked they were able to book a match this big uh, I don't know why you'd be so shocked I mean Natsu is booker of the year at the moment you so. t- you wait till Kyoko pulls out with fucking Shotaro <laughs> Ashino versus Chihiro Hashimoto it's over <laughs> I mean yeah there is that I mean you know we've got a bit of competition at the moment with Natsu and Kyoko for booker of the year but yeah, this is such a huge match. I'm. I can see why people were surprised by it, mm-hmm. but are we are we really surprised? Maybe surprised in the sense that they didn't think this tag match would happen. Not so much that these wrestlers were on the show. Yeah, you know what? I think this might be an early early front runner for my match of the year, just because I I really like Oscar and Sari. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, main event huge. Huge match. Uh, Rini Yamashita and Mayuki versus Miyuki Takase and Ryo Mizunami, who they announced, I think it was during this press conference. Yes. Yes, they're yeah. like, we wanted we wanted Ryo on because she's on Nikita us too. Uh, no, wait, they announced oh. Ryo last week uh, with the oh, Kaho yeah, press yeah, conference because yeah, I remember yeah, talking about it. Um, but yeah, they said they wanted to book this match and I mean, rightfully so. This is perfect main event. Perfect. Yeah, I mean Miyuki also apologized for booking themselves in the main event, which we love for humble queens. So I wouldn't um, apologize. I'm like, who's the draw here? Let's be real. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, 
I I assume this was gonna be Rina and Maya versus Miyuki and Natsu, but yeah. Natsu Natsu's shoulder said no, so we'll get Rio instead. That's the second best option. That is insane that the original match was good and then they just they couldn't do it and they just booked a match of the year contender. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a match of the year contender. They've even got freelance um referees and announcers and everything. Yeah. Uh I believe it's the Ganbari and Wave announcer who's gonna be there. Yeah, so, yeah, she's like she's one of my favorites. So I'm I love her. She yells. She's my favorite. Yeah, she's I like everybody that yells. <laughs> yeah. It's like she yells in like an American accent. Well. Yeah, I'm like, dog, what are you doing? <laughs> She'll say their name like the Americanized way. Yeah, that's what I love about her. And um, Natsu is going to open the show as well. She's confirmed. Oh, she's going to sing My Emblem. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to do My Emblem first, and then she's going to do We Will Rock You. you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so that's that's a Nomad's card. Um, That's the 21st, so we will see that. That's my dog's barking, so I guess I should wrap up. Uh, But, you know... That's all we watched this week. Next week, we got a lot of stuff, but we'll get to it. I promise. But that's yeah. all we. That's all we got. So, see you next time.